Lockdown Wild is way overdue for an NHL draft check-in. So today we take a look at first-round risers and fallers, as well as some finds at each specific position on today's episode of Lockdown Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe for free on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any new episodes of Lockdown Wild. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we are joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. We'll talk first round risers and fallers for the NHL draft, as well as taking a look at specific positions to see if we can find any gems to look at as the draft draws closer. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. As mentioned, we're joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. Gabe, unfortunately for your St. Louis Blues, not headed to the postseason this year, but that just means you get way more time to dive into the uh, the NHL draft, which, hard to believe, it's right around the corner. Yeah, I know this uh, draft class feels like it's gone quick, and Thank you for reminding me that the Blues are officially out of playoff contention. (laughs) For the Wild fans who don't spend every single night uh, following what the Blues are doing to mess with me, uh, the Blues lost playoff contention in a game that until the final 10-ish minutes, they were down 3-0. They rally a comeback, go to overtime. Boston scores to end the game, but it gets pulled back, so there's a glimmer of hope. The game drags into a shootout, and then the Blues finally died in a shootout to lose their playoff contention to the Boston Bruins of all teams. Uh, so I, I am struggling to feel optimistic about the draft, but you know it's close, and it is a class to be excited about. Whether you have a pick at number one, number 10, or number 40 is your first pick, you're going to get a quality guy. And uh it's it's really exciting to see. Yeah, it's it's deep, and uh, for teams that have accumulated multiple picks, real good opportunity to come away with some impact players. Now, there's a lot of movement from the previous draft all the way to this year's draft, and uh, I feel like that is no exception as we get closer and closer. So, who have been some of the names, Gabe, in the first round? that have seen their stock improve the most as we get closer to the draft? Well, I'm going to start off this segment by plugging the guy who's seen his stock improve most for me because I don't know if I'm going to have another opportunity to talk about him, and I want to talk about him everywhere I can now. Colby Barlow is a name to follow. He's a player I have ranked ninth currently, uh, but I could see an NHL team justifying taking him at four. Um, He's a a strong physical presence that has that comfortable floor of a Blake Coleman, but the upside scoring of an Anthony Mantha style, a power forward with a heavy shot. Uh, It's really interesting, and he's going to be a fascinating player to follow. 
But he headlines what has been a series of uh, not locked in movement, but instead further gaps forming in already divisive prospects. Barlow for me is ranked ninth, but I've seen him ranked as low as 30, 31, 32 on some boards. The same can be said about Andrew Crystal, who, as the WHL season uh, came to an end and playoffs began, people became a bit more certain that, yes, Crystal is legit. But that's not what's being said on the NHL side of things. Andrew Crystal was the only player in the WHL this year that could rival Connor Bedard's scoring. And yet I've heard that NHL scouts are a bit timid to even take him in the first round uh, just due to some, you know, lack of explosivity, uh, some size concerns, little things that add up in the grand scheme. But as we're talking about positives with movement, Maxime Sturbach is finally starting to get some first round love. He's a player that's been in my first for my last few updates. He finds himself at 22nd on my board right now. And if you're looking for a defensive defenseman in this draft class, look no further than Maxime Sturbach. I mean, I've heard some people compare him to Ben Sherratt, and while I don't want to go down that road of comparisons for <laughs> obvious reasons, the physical responsibility of a blue liner is really embodied in Sturbach as well. Um, he's certainly a guy I think I think is worth a first-round pick, excuse me, but a guy that Wild fans should keep their eyes on as you know we get into the later first into the second, even into the third, where I could see him falling if uh, teams are a bit sour on his skating or his offensive upside. What about uh, on the other side of the coin? Obviously, you can't have everybody stay in the first round the entire way through, so I'm sure there are some guys that were but are no longer who have seen their stock fall as we uh, gear up for the draft. The biggest name is Jaden Perron, at least for me. Uh, Perron, I currently have ranked 59th, which is a take that will stun Twitter, I'm sure, when it becomes well-known. Um, but he's yet another prospect that is in some people's top 10s and some people's uh, top 60s. Uh, he's a small player who, as creative and artsy as he is with what he does on the ice, has a tendency to uh, be a follower rather than a leader sometimes. And it can be really damaging to how he performs overall. Um, that, again, mixed in with size concerns, pulls him down in my rankings. And I've started to see a trend of others following suit. Another name that's falling is Lucas Drak. Dragas, Dragasevich. I <laughs> butchered the last name, but Dragasevich is a WHL defenseman who, again, divisive. I mean, it just seems that everyone's divisive this year. He, in particular, is one of, if not the most talented defenseman in this draft class based on raw skill alone. His ability to skate, control the puck, shoot, do nifty cool tricks on the ice are all incredible. I feel like if I saw him at a Sunday skate, I would never stop watching him. The issue is he's a defenseman on the score sheet and not a defenseman on the ice. Uh, he has very little concern 
for his responsibilities in his own zone. While he's able to defend the rush well, he doesn't seem to care for it half the time. And there's a pretty consistent pattern of him being below the enemy team's goal line as they're breaking the puck out of their zone. Um, just a lot of weird movement. He's a player that, you know, we joke around about moving defensemen to the wing and vice versa all the time. But if an NHL team is brave enough, I'd say try it with him and see if you can bring out more of that transition specialist winger rather than a defenseman that doesn't enjoy standing in his own D zone. Uh, there's certainly more names, but as we talk about divisive prospects, those are the two that have caught my eye so far. Okay. Uh, we are going to take a look at specific positions. Some guys that uh, teams would be wise to keep an eye on as we get closer to the draft. So plenty more NHL draft discussion on the way as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild. After a word from our sponsor, which for today's episode is the official sports betting partner of Locked On, that is FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA playoffs are just about here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner, of Locked On. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild, once again, thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast. We're getting down to the wire, folks, and the postseason is just about here. Get all the details on who's in, who's out, and who hopes to not be in either spot, uh, depending on where they were at. All of that at Locked On NHL free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seth Topal joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. Gabe, let's move to some positions. We can start on offense probably. So uh, just hit me with some names at specific positions that you really think have a chance to be uh, to be big impact players uh, once the draft comes around. A good place to start for, for Wild fans and Luckily, the lineup that I have are all very much wild players. That starts off with Noah Dower-Nielsen, who plays for Frölunda's uh, U-20 team. And he actually led Sweden's U-20 league in scoring among 2023 uh, first-year draft eligibles. Led them by eight points and led point-per-game scoring by uh, almost 0.3 points per game if we remove... uh, players with 10 games or less from that sample. That all goes to say, Nordauer Nielsen or NDN as I've coined him, knows how to score. He's got arguably one of the best shots in this draft class, very fast and very accurate, although it seems like he could get a bit more weight behind it. Uh, But more importantly, he does really well at centering his weight in his butt. 
Uh, it gives him a really solid frame, lets him sit back well. And even though he's only six foot and 183 pounds, I feel like if you had to guess how big he was based on how he plays, you'd say six two and somewhere up in the 200s. He's very sturdy and with his shot, uh, definitely able to create some havoc. There are issues with Noah Dower Nielsen. Uh, his transition play needs drastic improvement. But I think a large part of that is the fact that he seems relatively bored with Sweden's lock style, trap style, neutral zone play and wants to get into something quicker moving, which coincidentally North American play is. Uh, he's a guy that consensus has at 36 right now. Now, my knowledge of NHL scouting has between the late first and early second uh, around that 36 range totally worth it in that spot. Uh, the way I could contextualize him best to Wild fans is think of Rieger Lorenz. If Rieger Lorenz was actually the first round prospect that he was hyped up to be last year. Lorenz is a fantastic player and I'm glad the Wild got him. But NDN has that same uh, physical responsible build in a much more talented package. Certainly a name to look out for. Another one that I wanted to touch on was Gabriel Sturk. Uh, I'd be happy to start the Sturk bandwagon if it hasn't been started already, although I fear some writers at Elite Prospects might have beat me to it already. Uh, Sturk is a center out of the WHL playing for the Kelowna Rockets. He has scored 79 points this year in 56 games, good for 21st in the league in scoring, which isn't bad at all. Uh, and he is a re-entry prospect this year, just narrowly in the window of his, of his DY plus one season or the year after his first draft eligible season. Uh, although he fits into that window by 10 days or else it'd be his DY plus two. So kind of on the fringe, certainly an older prospect, but Sturk uh, has done a really good job of adding a layer of responsibility and just aware hesitant intentional play uh, to everything that he does he's gone from being a role player that fits well on a third line to a guy that can lead a team and be the play driver of a team in their first line center role certainly done a lot with Kelowna and while I could see an NHL team being high on him and taking him earlier maybe in the mid-second He's a guy that I think ultimately has the chance to fall to the third, fourth, or maybe even fifth round uh, as teams you know, get a little hesitant over his 5'10 frame or something like that. Uh, last center that I'll mention, and then we can move on to some other positions and maybe some quicker rambles, is Tanner Ludke. Ludke is another player that I will start the bandwagon on if it hasn't been started already. Uh, similar build, similar style of play to Sturk and Noah Dower Nielsen in that they're not flashy, but they're sturdy in their frame and they know how to get things done. Uh, Ludke is a favorite in front of the net and gets a lot of his scoring from that position uh, with the Lincoln Stars this year. He's one of the most productive draft eligibles in the USHL and a name that I think deserves a lot more love. Uh, he'll be in my top two rounds. Uh, when I drop my next rankings. But with that, you want me to keep going and roll the left wing? Yeah, let's roll into the uh, the forward spots too while we're at it. Perfect. We'll hit both wings then. Start off with uh, Alex Chernick, who is a great reminder 
of the fact that not every first round pick needs to be a first round pick. Sometimes you just need to grab the guy that's safest, the guy that you know will pan out. And despite Alex Alex Chernick not scoring a ton in Sweden's minor league, the league directly below the SHL that I can't pronounce for life of me. Um, and despite him only being 5'10 and 179, he's really responsible, has just enough raw talent, and knows how to play with adults, which is a huge perk to have at this age. Uh, in my next ranking article, I'll be comparing Chernick to uh, Connor Sheary, among a few other names. And I think that comparable really sticks both stylistically and in terms of output. I mean, Connor Sheary wasn't, you know, maybe didn't pan out to what we thought he would be, but he was still a first round talent. Uh, he's still a guy that's been a huge impact for NHL teams that he's played for. And I mean, just think about it. If you could lock in your third line left wing and know he's going to be impactful for the next five, six, seven years, I think all of us would take that up, even if it's a, a simple hold of patch. Moving on to right wing, uh, I wanted to highlight the series of right wing slash center players in the USHL or NCAA this season. Uh, Tanner Adams, Gavin Brindley, and Cole Knubel are all players that primarily play on the right wing, but have shown tremendous potential when playing in the middle of the ice as well. It's a great flexibility to have in players, especially seeing their ability to swap back and forth the roles uh, so frequently. And all three of these guys accomplish, the, accomplish it in the same way. Uh, they're relentless, they're physical, and even though all three of them are smaller, they're probably stronger than you and are able to knock opponents off the puck successfully. Uh, Brindley, as many are aware, is a first-round talent. I have him in my top 15. Tanner Adams, I would consider in that second-round range. He may not be the most skilled right now, but he's a really late birthday, one of the youngest in the class, and that'll pay off well come draft day. And then Cole Knubel is a re-entry player this year, but is absolutely going to be worth a look in the third, fourth, fifth round. A player that Wild fans can be excited for. And uh, what was his dad's name? Mike Knubel? Mike Knubel's son. So you got that lineage there as well. Uh, want me to hop to D? Uh, let's, we'll pause quick and then we'll finish with D and goaltending. I know you've got um, you've got a real real solid goalie prospect to discuss as well. So we will finish on the defensive side of the puck as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after a word from our sponsors. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. That is the best part of Indeed as well is the immediacy at which it can help unite employers with potential employees in just the snap of a finger. 
Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Seth Topal joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. All right, let's talk defensemen and goalies to finish things off today. I love it. So the first defenseman I'll plug is a bit of a shameless plug because I think Michael Hagens is the most fascinating player in this draft class. Uh, Hagens... Two years ago, while playing AAA hockey, made the transition from forward to defenseman and made it relatively suddenly, as far as I remember. Uh, It didn't seem to be seamless where he was kind of teetered into it. Um, That could just be me misremembering, but either way, that's a a big jump to make in AAA and 16U and 18U hockey. Um, And it was compounded by he got hurt that year and was unable to play a lot of his final AAA games. So he stepped into the USHL this season with the Chicago Steel after a journey to even make the roster, and is quickly becoming one of the best defensemen at exploiting holes, bursting through the neutral zone with speed, and as a forward, former forward, excuse me, he knows how to score once he has that speed behind him. Uh, he hasn't lost any of his offensive instinct despite transitioning to D and learning how to play D at the juniors level. Uh, and I think if he's, if he has all that in him right now, what's he going to be in two or three years once he gets a little bit more comfortable on the blue line? Uh, Michael Higgins is a player that you can read about 2,000 more words about if you visit RecruitScouting.com or my Twitter at NHL Foley. Uh, I'm sorry to shameless plug on the show, but uh, article I'm really proud of, Hagen's is a player that I think is worth reading about. And um, yeah, I, I'm really happy with, uh, with the work that we've been able to put out on him. With that shameless plug out of the way, I promise I'll make it back up to you because I have a player who is now in my first round that I have not seen in any other first rounds. I have not even heard of this player uh, before February. That's Albert Wickman, a Swedish defenseman playing for Fargested in the SHL right now. He spent time with their U20 team and their SHL team this year, but is right now playing in the playoffs with them. He played 11 SHL games and has played five playoff games and hasn't scored a point yet, but kind of seems like he doesn't need to. He's a rangy defenseman that knows how to get possession in his own zone and carry it out and burn up the boards to make plays happen. Uh, Does a good job of working with his forwards that are on the ice with him to uh, move the puck up and get it through the defense and sets things up well. Um, He's a player that reminds me of Alexander Edler in more ways than one. I mean, frame, style of play, Ability to look like an old man, uh, old man sounding name, 
it, they're checking all the boxes. And uh, I think Wickman can really become Alexander Edler for when Edler retires, if he hasn't already. Um, Wickman is a player that, like I said, I haven't seen in any other first rounds, but one that I'm confident in including uh, around 29, 30, 31 in my own. He doesn't seem to have a ton of upside, but with how well he moves the puck, how smooth he skates, and how well he's been able to establish a role in the SHL, I think there's more than enough reason to be confident that his skills are at least worth paying attention to. The goalie, I only have one name to talk about because this is a great goalie class, and I think you can take a variety of names and end up well, but there's really only one that sticks out to me. It's not Michael Harabal. It's not Carson Bjarnason, um, if that's how you say it. Uh, it's Jacob Fowler, who I have been pumping the tires of all season long. I've talked about him on this show before, and I now have him ranked in my top 20 because Jacob Fowler is, in my opinion, of course, without a doubt, the best goalie in the USHL this season. I don't think it's much of a conversation. He leads the league in save percentage with a 920, or excuse me, uh, with a 921. That was correct. I just want to make sure I had that right. And he also has 24 wins, a uh, league leader as well. And I, I could go in depth about his style of play, who I think some of his comparables are, how I think he'll pan out the next few years. Uh, I think that's all easy to talk about when watching him play. I think he projects well. But I'll say it in this way instead. It, when drafting, it, it's so rare that you're able to draft a good goalie prospect. It's even rarer that you're able to draft a goalie prospect that is unequivocally the best in whatever juniors league he's playing in. I mean, Jacob Fowler has shown it year or game after game, week after week. Uh, he is the only player to have more position of the week awards than Macklin Celebrini in the USHL right now. And need I remind everyone that Macklin Celebrini is being compared to Nathan McKinnon and better uh, by some of Nathan McKinnon's former coaches. So Celebrini is legit with a capital L and Jacob Fowler's trumping him in some regards. Uh, certainly a player that I would keep my eye on uh, if not in the first round, just as his, career and path goes on. Um, I'm trying to make it very public and very emphatic that I love Jacob Fowler. I am here placing everything I have on him. And if he pans out, uh, it'll vindicate, I guess, how I think of goalies. And if not, I'll go down with the ship as well. But <laughs> he's a player that I think is worth uh, uh, viewing, especially as Youngstown enters the USHL playoffs. Uh, they're my favorite underdog right now. Super exciting team to watch, and that's largely on the back of the fact that they have a goaltender who can steal games for them. That always helps. Uh, the Wilds have seen how that works uh, here this season with Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson, so certainly helps to have a guy like that in your system. Oh, wait, the Wild already do. Uh and he's going to be so good. He's done nothing to make us doubt him. Yeah. It's, it of really, course, we're talking about Philip Gustafson. Yeah, it, it is really 
just it's phenomenal that you get a guy like Judd Brackett who can um, go get Jesper Volstead and just put him in the system, and then Bill Guerin goes and trades for Philip Gustafson. Goalie situation's working out pretty all right for the Minnesota Wild, so they probably won't take one this year, but wouldn't be surprised if the Wild look at one of those spots in particular that we have uh, discussed here today. So, uh, Gabe, thank you for uh, for hopping on here today. Wild fans, make sure you check out all of Gabe's work at Recruit Scouting. Uh, follow him on Twitter as well, at NHL Foley, to get the full lowdown on the NHL draft as we get ever closer to it coming up here in June. That will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Uh, thank you for tuning in as always. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to Lockdown Wilds on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. We have new episodes plus pre- and post-game content every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.